0: Unarmored Talk Podcast, episode number 12, from the Naval Academy to NASCAR, hosted by Mario P. Fields, with today's guest, Jesse Iwuji, Lieutenant Commander, United States Navy Reserve, and NASCAR driver. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast, where we will have real life conversations that helps you develop an accurate way of thinking. And the way we're gonna do this is by gaining a better understanding of how emotions, feelings, and thoughts can influence the outcome of a personal or professional challenge. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields. And today's guest is Jesse Wuji. He is a Lieutenant Commander, United States Navy Reserves. He's an NBC analyst. He's a NASCAR driver keynote motivational speaker, business owner, and he's the first and only active duty United States Naval officer competing in NASCAR. Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So Jesse, you got one heck of a journey. Can you tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely been an interesting journey. That's for sure. I've I've been a lot of cool places, gotten to do a lot of cool things, but um, it all starts with my parents. Uh, both of my parents are from Nigeria originally. Uh, they immigrated from Nigeria to the U.S. back in the 80s um, and, and before having me and my two brothers and my sister. And uh, when they came over from Nigeria, you know, my dad decided that, hey, Dallas, Texas was going to be where he settled and where he got the family going. And uh, growing up in Dallas, you know, for those who know football, uh, football is king in that state. And I mean that that that's god in football. That's it. Texas that's that's all you know. That's all Texas is about. <clears throat> so um you know growing up there uh, you know playing football was the thing. So in middle school I played football, high school played football. And I had these big uh, goals and aspirations to make it to college and, and play college football and play for a great team. So I worked really hard in high school to get my skills and to a place where I could actually get recruited. Right. When I first started playing football, it really wasn't that good at all, but I had to work. I had to grind and just like with anything in life, had to put that effort in on a daily basis so that I could get there. I would, you know, I was that ninth grader who was, you know, after practice when I would get home, I would do an extra hundred, a uh, hundred pushups, hundred sit-ups, hundred, uh hundred calf raisers, um every single night before wow. I went to sleep. Even if I laid down, I completely forgot to do it, I would get up out of bed at 10 p.m., 11 p.m., midnight, doesn't matter. I'd get up out of bed and go do my 100 push-ups. So I did that every night, and I would get a football and and lay in my bed and throw it up in the air and catch it with one hand 50 times each hand because I built my forearm strength so I could get better at catching footballs. So I did this every single day, and this laying this groundwork on a daily basis and this foundation, that's what allowed me to get better. And then By senior year, all of a sudden, I was starting on the varsity team. I was making a lot of plays. Eventually, I got seen by some schools and eventually recruited. And when I started getting recruited, I started getting recruited by the Naval Academy. And uh, I just looked at it as a great opportunity to go to a really good school, get a great education, uh, be able to play for a great football team. And then also, when I graduate, pretty much have a career started for me as an officer in the United States Navy. So I took that opportunity. I went to the Naval Academy. Uh, played football there all four years. I wow. uh, 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 also ran track um, while I was playing football. For any Army or Air Force listeners out there, we did beat <laughs> Army and Air Force all four years. Never <laughs> lost to them, not once. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then I uh, graduated 2010 and became a surface warfare officer. So as a surface warfare officer, I... Basically, was on the ships, operating the ships, uh, taking them from point A to point B, uh, fighting a good fight, you know, on the sea. And uh, I went on two different deployments in my first four years of sea duty. And uh, th- both those deployments were to the Arabian Gulf. I spent about 15 total months uh, during that time in the, in the Gulf, uh, just you know, sailing around and doing our deployment type stuff. And um, after I came back from deployment in into t- 2014, I transitioned to shore duty. At in Monterey at Naval Postgraduate School. But uh, over those four or five years of sea duty at first, uh, every time I was back home in San Diego uh, during my free weekends, I was really developing this passion for cars and racing. And I had bought this Challenger and this Corvette and I was taking them to tracks nearby. And I was having fun going to track days and doing little like small time competitions. But uh, after a few years of that, I finally was just sitting in my room one night in January 2014, and I just made this decision. I was like, you know what? I, I love cars. I love racing. Why not try to make this so you, my full time gig? So you just <laughs> make
0: this decision
1: out of, have, nowhere, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, out of nowhere, right? Out of nowhere. I know we're sitting there, and I was like, you know what? I want to become a professional race car driver, and that's where the journey began. And uh, 2014, uh, from that point on, I just had it set in my mind that I was going to be serving in the Navy and racing in NASCAR eventually, and. And the grind started from there. And over the next six years, between then and now, I've been able to find my way into racing, find my way into a race car, find the funding needed, uh, network with the right people to continue to make this journey happen, start racing at the lowest level of NASCAR, work my way up. Now I'm at the second highest level of NASCAR in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Um, but it's been a really wild journey. Uh, fun, uh, difficult in at, at many, many times, but uh, we've made it through. And now I'm sitting here, you know, Racing on TV. That's, that's awesome.
0: But, you know, and, and um, first of all, I'm biased, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a you know, Marine, so go Navy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but I still have love for our armed forces of the United States of America. But um, so, so at any time, did you, like, have fear? You know, we all have emotions. Mm-hmm. At any time, were you scared? Were you depressed? You know, what type of emotions did you have during this journey? And how
1: did you think through them? Yeah, uh, fear does come into place a lot. Um, you know, people you, during the journey, you have to understand that anytime you're going from uh, one level to another, you're trying to elevate your life. You're trying to get to a place that normally is seen as very difficult to get to or impossible or something like that. And to understand that that journey, uh, it's going to be long and there's going to be a lot of uh, dark points. Uh, it's a tunnel. It's definitely a tunnel. I mean, you're in this tunnel and you're trying to get to the end there is i know it sounds like cliche but there there is a light at the end of the tunnel what happens is people lose sight of the light because they can't see it throughout that journey when you're in a dark dark tunnel you're not going to see the light at the end you can't visually see it so what happens is people get in this tunnel with all the hopes and dreams of getting to the end and you know seeing the gold seeing the nice stuff seeing all the, the the success or whatever and they forget that hey during that You know, during that journey, it's dark, Like you're not going to see anything. So just because you can't see it right when you get in the tunnel doesn't mean it's not there. Like that's where the faith comes in. So throughout the whole time, faith is what's allowed me to continue to push forward. You know, I pray every single day. I pray every single night. Um, God leads me everywhere. I mean, he put the vision in my head to show me that I was going to become a professional race car driver. So I already saw it. So once I already saw it, I knew the deal was already done. All I had to do was just walk through the tunnel and have faith that, Hey, He put the vision in my head. So it's there. Even though I can't like visually see it right now, it's there. Just believe and keep pushing and pushing no matter how many times you trip. Because as dark as that tunnel is, there's going to be a lot of things that trip you up. There's going to be little, little, little gremlins that come out of nowhere trying to take you out. (laughs) All this stuff's going to happen. But you were meant to get to the end as long as you stay strong enough. long enough. Yeah. And do do you think, you know, you ran track, you you know, you ran, you know, 200 meter,
0: you know, some other things. But you ran at four by 100 meter. Do yeah. you think that that kind of that
1: started the addiction for the need for speed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always been a sprinter. Uh, I've always been fast. I've been, you know, usually like growing up in elementary school, uh, middle school, high school. I was always like one of the fastest in the school. And um, I, that's probably the, somewhat of the start, but not really. Uh, back when I was five, six years old, I used to watch the show Knight Rider. And that's what yeah. got me into cars. I like started liking cars after that. And then there was a show called Viper in the 90s. I yeah. used to watch that all the time. Uh, Speed Racer, cartoon, used to watch that all the time. Uh, and anything racing related, I just used to love watching it on TV, but I never thought I'd be doing it. Not until, you know, after college, all of a sudden I decided, that, hey, this is something I want to get into.
0: No, that's, uh, you, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of us watch, you know, you know the, the races on TV, and, and, and we see how fast the vehicles are going. Even myself and I, you know, I was like, how, how is it inside going 100 plus miles per hour? You know, are those drivers scared? I mean, you know, what's going through their minds or do they just get used to it? What, what, talk to us a little bit about that, Jesse. How, how fast have you gone and, and what do you feel like when you're in that
1: vehicle? Yeah, speeds are up there for sure. And <laughs> we go, we're going 170, 180, 190 miles wow. per hour, depending on the track. And uh, you do that for hours on end next to people. I mean, imagine driving 185 miles per hour with someone just a few inches away from you, um, and you're both going into a corner together, and uh, you're hoping that the, the 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 car will stick, and you're going to have the grip you need so that you don't you know spin out and wreck. So uh, yeah, you know, it can be a little nerve wracking sometimes, but um, for the most part, we enjoy it. That's why we do it. Um, we uh, we enjoy that uh, anxiety that it gives you. I don't know why we just you know, we're kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that almost like jumping out of an airplane, right? That adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah. Really, I want
0: to. I want to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> so, so so when you when you made a decision that you wanted to compete, you know, train, compete and, and go into being a uh, professional you know, driver for NASCAR, was there any friends or family that thought
1: you were crazy? Uh, yeah. Everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, "Wait, what, what? This is like not normal." You know, you're you're African American. You're 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 in the military. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. And uh, for me, I was like, you know, what? I'm not gonna let that be a deterrence for me. Like, I I was already given the vision. Like, it was in my head. Um, of where I'm supposed to be. So it would be wrong for me not to follow my dream. So I've seen it. And that means it's done. So now follow it. And <laughs> so uh other people who have been, maybe doubted the dream, uh, it's you know, that's no fault to them. I mean, they weren't right. given the vision. You know, all of us are given a particular vision of where our life is supposed to go, and not everyone else was given that vision. So if they can't see it for me, I gotta see it for myself.
0: You know, I like that, Jesse, how you highlighted that although, the, you know, some of the people you thought would be your number one fans, actually, were like, you know, what I mean by crazy, like you said, is what are you doing? You know, there's not that many African-Americans in NASCAR and you're a naval officer. You're you're in the military. NASCAR yeah. driver, you know what? Go back outside and go run some laps.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it is. You know, people are like, whoa, what are you, like, where's where this coming from? You know, like, are you, you okay? Know, <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm like yeah no this is what i'm supposed to do like like i didn't i didn't i didn't make it up it, like god gave it to me <laughs> <laughs> right right
0: it, you're right. It, it, and to, to this to keep your faith right to to understand your emotions but but to think through to go no for me this is god's purpose for me and and thank thank you all for not supporting me at this moment but i'm going to continue to to work That's hard right. and put effort um, towards towards my goal. And, you, you know, and I think a lot of times people get hard work confused with effort. Mm-hmm. You know, they think I'm they think I'm working hard. I'm working hard. I'm not achieving anything. But there's a difference between th- thinking you're working hard and, and, and effort and listening to you. It's a lot of effort. Would you agree? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of effort. Yeah, because um, yeah, they there there definitely is a difference, and it's actually the first time I've ever like thought of it like that, like hard work and effort. But uh, yes, there's yeah, there is a hard work side of like you just gotta put in time, I mean, you gotta go go go. But effort, like, is actually like be, be truly uh putting your all, putting your energy into it. We all know where our effort is. I can I can go do a thousand pushups. Right. That's hard work, <laughs> but. To go do them properly and right, full on everything, right, all the energy into it until I have nothing left. That's the effort side. So, so that's the kind of the difference right there. Um, and and on the effort side, yeah, you have to put that effort in every day. Um, you can't just kind of put it in here and there. You got to put it in on a daily basis. Um, the more you put it in, the faster you're going to get to where you want to go. But you know, nothing's guaranteed as far as time wise. You know, like in, in, you know, I in the Bible it says knock on the you know believe knock on the door and god will provide um but it never said how many times you have to knock on the door It didn't say knock three times and the door will be open it said knock so however many times you gotta knock you gotta knock and maybe it's for a year maybe it's for five years i don't know but you gotta knock and keep knocking that's an action every day knock 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 maybe maybe find another door and knock on it maybe I don't know, but you got to keep trying something and keep putting the effort in on a daily basis. No,
0: yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, a lot of folks don't, you know, and I don't say a lot of folks, but in, in, in serving the military, you can relate to this. Um, I, I don't like to use the word balance, but there's a dynamic between your your profession, your career, uh, right, your passion and then your family. Um, and I, you know, I did 26 years and struggled with that. Uh, how do you how do you, you know? You, I know you just eclipsed in 10 years uh, with, with
1: honorable service. How have you been able to manage that? Yeah, the time management part definitely is not easy for sure. But, um, you know, I learned a lot of it in the Naval Academy, you know, with all the classes we had to take and playing football. Football itself in college is like a full time job. Mm -hmm. And then also having, you know, 18 to 22 credit hours every single semester. You add that with football, you really have to learn how to time manage so that you can, one, uh, keep your grades up so you can continue to play. And two, be able to do all the stuff you have to do on the football field so that your team can excel. So um, everything I learned as far as time management and how to divide up my day, use my notes uh, to, to keep track of kind of what I need to be doing and staying on track with that every single day. Uh, that's what I learned at the Naval Academy. I translated that over to the Navy because the Navy, you know, when you're going on deployments, when you're on the ship, you right. there's a lot of stuff going on. So you got to manage all that. I translated it to there. Then from there, I translated it to what I'm doing now with NASCAR
0: that's that 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 is that is amazing and you know one 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 uh you know one thing too that that um um I was reading about your your journey um is is it, it the, i guess the question I have is when you when you needed funding right when you were like all right i I need
1: some funding stream to do this mm-hmm. how
0: many times did people go no uh, yeah, you
1: know. <laughs> disapprove. <laughs> yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot actually. So uh, when I first started, you know, I, I decided to make some sponsorship proposals. I made them from scratch um, and then started sending them out to a bunch of companies, thinking, "Oh yeah, just send a whole bunch of emails, and somebody will just eventually say yes." I said, like, sent like eight hundred to a thousand emails. Uh, maybe I don't know ten to twenty of them actually responded, and of those ten to twenty responded, every one of them was a no. Um, some wow. more, pro- so some more polite than others. But uh, yeah, it was difficult, definitely difficult to get going because no one wanted to support the journey. And that was fine. You know, I had to move on. It's whatever. I got to go figure out another way to make the, or get the funding to race. So I decided to start my own small business and I figured, hey, if I start my own small business, if I take this entrepreneurship route, um, I can make extra money to get my racing going and, and also start something that's beneficial for me in the future. And uh, I decided to put on uh, drag racing events as Um, my little small business. And I would rent the track out, invite people out, charge them spectator fees and racing fees and all that stuff. And the profit I would make from that, I would uh, put back into my own racing. It got to a point where these events started having 2000, 3000, even we had one event with 6,000 people at the event. Um, And and the profits we made from all these types of events over the last five years now, um, a lot of that's gone back into my racing and, and, I think in 2016 and 17, most of those seasons were funded by my business um, before I started getting more sponsorship in, in 2018, 19, 20. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. And I've learned a lot by taking the entrepreneurship route. That, that is amazing. And what does the future
0: look like for you? I mean, you're like, say, 10 years in the Navy, if you will, and, you know, you're doing great on the track. What, what, what does the future look like
1: in Jesse Weegee's mind? Yeah. So uh, I want to spend another 10 more years in the Navy. Um, I've, I've, re- I've recently you know, trans- uh, transitioned to the reserves. So now I'm in the reserves, but um, I want to spend the next 10 years in the reserves, eventually make 06. And, um, and then on the NASCAR side of things, the goal is to make it to the NASCAR Cup Series. So right now I'm in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, which is one right. step below the Cup Series. So um, just one more step to go before I get to the top. And then also just continue to grow my businesses. Um, I just recently started getting into some real estate investing. I want to grow that, and um, you know, recently also dove into the esports world. So um, as you can see right here, ERA E Racing yeah. Association. Uh, that's my uh, e um, esports uh, business that we just got going. Me and my partners, and uh, we had our first event actually just recently, and it went really, really well. We had thousands, thousands of viewers um had over 600 uh participants who registered to compete in the event which is awesome so um yeah just uh trying to grow everything that i'm doing right now continue to elevate every single year and uh, that's really the main plan and then eventually after nascar it's time to go hollywood and let me get into some movies
0: <laughs> well if you ever need someone to make coffee man mario p fields uh, sorry major retired <laughs> Make sure your coffee is nice and hot.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, is there is there is there anything you would like to leave the
1: listeners and viewers um, today? Um, yeah, for anyone listening, just uh, you know, please be sure to follow me on all social media platforms. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, all of those. So just look up my name, Jesse Iwuji. That's J E S S E. Last name is I W. UJI. And uh, if you can't remember how to spell it, go on uh, Google, type in Navy NASCAR driver, and I should be the only one that pops up for a few pages. So, uh, yeah, follow me on all the social media platforms, like everything I do, share everything I do, uh, and just support. It's the best way to support. No, thank you. And I'm, I'm I,
0: again, I'll, I'll be sharing, supporting, and in, in as well. And, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, you just type in his name, it, it pops up. So, there, there's not much effort you need to find Jesse. <laughs> Um, but but hey for unarmored talk podcast you can listen to this episode on google apple Podcasts, or spotify you can watch this episode by subscribing to my youtube channel and that's mario slash p slash fields at youtube um leave us a review and a rating if you like it if you don't still leave us a review and a rating so we can get better but until next time i'll see you guys later thank you for listening to unarmored talk podcast Subscribe at www.unarmoredtalk.com to receive information on the release of upcoming episodes. Unarmored Talk podcast is sponsored by Global Inspirational Speakers, LLC, an inspirational speakers bureau that connects inspirational speakers to the world.